Chancellor Carranza, welcome to City Watch. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, David. Thanks for the opportunity. Tell us exactly what students and families can expect tomorrow. Are classes live streamed? Are they interactive? Or are students assigned work to complete and turn in? Yeah, so um, let me just give you a little bit of context and I'm happy to describe that. So what we're about to do tomorrow in New York City is akin to taking the entire school system of Los Angeles, the entire school system of Chicago, and add in Boston and convert them all to a different way of teaching and learning. That's what we're about to do tomorrow. So there are two things that we want families and students and everybody to keep in mind. Number one is flexibility, and number two is patience, because we're literally building this plan and we're flying it. But what students and families should expect tomorrow is the ability for students to stay connected to their teachers, stay connected to learning, have some structured learning opportunities, uh, get to explore different ways of learning, uh, and be guided by the teachers and others in the school so that they're connected. Uh, what we've done is we've curated, curated uh, a whole portfolio of different uh, third-party uh, partners, different learning experiences, different uh, assignment experiences, so that a student could expect that they will log into their Google Classroom where their teacher will either be present or will have left some assignments, some links to some uh, learning experiences, uh, and then students can engage with that. Now, what, what could that look like? The sky's the limit. It could be if students are doing uh, some kind of a science uh, unit, that there will be a link that will take them to a discovery education a site where they will do a virtual tour of a, of a habitat, and then students will be asked questions based on that virtual tour. They could go into a site that takes them on a trip to a foreign country where they're looking at specific things. It could be a site where they go and they read a piece of literature and then they go and they actually explore the, the location geographically where that literature is based. It, the sky's the limit. So will they, will, they actually be, will they actually be watching in any of these uh, options, watching their teachers like lecture on video conference? They could. Okay. That, that's a possibility, but not necessarily. Hmm. And I think the other thing you remember is that it, this is going to look different in every school because schools are at different places. You know, one of the things that we found out is that there are many schools in New York City that are really far down the road on virtual learning, distance learning, blended learning, remote learning. Uh, so we, and then we have some schools that have never, ever done this. So hmm. because schools are in different places, it's going to look different in different places. Uh, but we want to be sure that students have the support and parents have the support they need, and teachers have the resources they need to be able to craft lessons uh, over the course of the next few weeks or few months. So it sounds like we're, we're going to have to rethink what school looks like. And so will there be lunch breaks? Will there be rotating classes with different teachers? And if so, how would students know to come back from lunch or to go to their next class? Or is that, is that not going to be something that students will be dealing with? I'm so glad you asked that question because this is this is when I take flexibility and patience. This will not look like a regular school day. Hmm. You won't start at a certain time, you won't end at a certain time, you won't have lunch. We're not in a regular situation. Hmm. So it's going to be flexible and teachers will set up times where they can check in with their students. Uh, and, we, and we know that we have students that if their parents are still, you know, for example, they're essential workers and they're out there serving the community, that we know students, some older students are going to be taking care of their younger siblings or taking care of the neighbor's siblings. Mm. So we want to have flexibility. So you won't have that lunch at a certain time and 
a break at a certain time, which you will have, it's going to look different in every school, but you're going to have an individualized kind of a schedule with uh, every single school. Teachers will set up times that they're available to be, in, be online with kids, giving them feedback. It's going to, and it's going to look different. And one of the things that I've been preaching out there to everyone is this isn't a time for the regimented schedule because we're not in the regular school hour business. This is really going to be a time to rethink the way we teach, to rethink the way kids learn. And I, I think this is actually, you know, I have a motto. People at three courthouse are sick of hearing me say, but never waste a crisis. Because this is going to give us an opportunity to really move into the 21st century in terms of learning and teaching. Yeah, this and it's also going to give us an opportunity to eliminate the digital divide, you know, with kids having devices. Mm. So I was going to, I wanted to ask you about that. The city is distributing tens of thousands of web-enabled devices, iPads, to students in need, and they're prioritizing kids who live in public housing, come from low-income families, or are homeless. Chalkbeat recently reported that thousands of students still need devices. When will they be ready for school, and when will they get those devices that they need? So they're starting to roll in already. So Monday we'll be distributing devices. Uh, every school has we've asked uh, folks to do a survey. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to take advantage right now to give you the website that for any time, anybody that has not yet done that survey, it's at www.coronavirus.school.nyc backslash remote learning devices. And do you want to, re- you want to repeat? Could you, re- could you repeat that? Sure. www.coronavirus.school.nyc backslash remote learning devices. And if you go onto that website, you can make sure that you're counted in the technology survey. That's translated in all nine languages. Uh, and we want to make sure that we know that you need a device. And we want to make sure the schools know that you need a device. And like I said, the first 25,000 of those web-enabled devices, Wi-Fi-enabled devices are distributed starting Monday, and then they're rolling in over the next two weeks. If families don't have access to the Internet, but they want to uh, make it known that they need the devices, how can they do that without going online? Is there a paper form, or can they call the school? So there's a phone number, and here's a phone number, 718-935-5100. And then you just hit five. Once, once you, you get connected, just dial five. Do you want to take you to a telephone survey? 718-935-5100. And then once connected, dial five. 718-935-5100. And then hit five. Yes, sir. Great. Now, the, the critical component here is that parents and families stay connected to their schools because schools will have... Uh, their distribution uh, obviously um, connected to their school community and how many devices they need to distribute. It's also important to know that you know schools have technology, and typically we have computer cards that stay in the school. We have devices that stay in the school. Schools have been assigning those to students uh, on the prioritization list that you mentioned already. So the kids are already taking home the materials and the Google Classroom is accessible in the cloud. So that means that. Even somebody that has a smartphone can start accessing these, these uh, materials. Of course, it's not ideal, hmm. but they can start accessing these materials. And then for the next uh, three to four weeks, we have paper and pencil uh, packets that are available for students as well. And they can pick those up uh, either at a school or they can pick them up at one of the 
sites that we have, one of the hub sites where we'll be, we'll be feeding uh, the community both of the next over the, the length of this, uh, of this crisis. How, how will schools adhere to individual education plans for students in special education or this or with special needs, especially when those plans stipulate group counseling or one-on-one sessions with a social worker or counselor? Yeah, so obviously there are certain things because of social distancing that we just can't do. Mm. So it's going to mean that we have to alter those plans and have uh, an alternative approach. So this past week, uh, we've already started reaching out to all students with IEPs, individual education plan, and working with families to identify what is going to be the method that we're going to be able to provide the services to students with disabilities. Now, it's going to look different, and it may not be ideal, but we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're meeting the need to, to the best of our ability under the circumstances uh, for our students. Some of it's going to be easier than others. So, for example, if we have a student that has um, a, a verbal, a verbal um, disability, and they need, and they need to, to have verbal um, intervention, uh, speech therapy, you can do speech therapy uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even some some forms of occupational therapy you can do virtually, uh, but physical therapy is much more difficult to do virtually. You literally need somebody helping you physically. Mm-hmm. Now, social distancing protocols and you know whatever the emergency that that impacts the ability of people to come together to do that. So we're trying to kind of work through that as we get more and more direction from the governor and from the mayor. Um, but the, so again. When I say flexibility is the word uh, going forward, that, that's the new example of flexibility we need everybody to have. We're going to do the best we can as we're building the plane as we're flying it. Um, and some things we're, we're going to be able to do, some things we're just not going to be able to do, but what we want to do with, to the best of our ability so our students can have a I, I'm a I'm a licensed social worker, and I worked as a counselor in a school in Canarsie. And so something I'm really interested in, how, how will schools be uh, – making sure students are meeting with social workers or meeting with counselors, either for group sessions or one-on-one sessions? Will there be, like, teleconferencing for that? Yeah, and, and again, schools are building that out as well, um, and it's going to look different. You know, what's interesting, though, is that, you know, just uh, just yesterday I had a conversation with some of my colleagues that had, they were sharing with me that as they're having these conversations with, uh, with, uh, with communities about, that very topic about group counseling or group session, there are some parents that say, hey, listen, you know, I don't want my child uh, on a video uh, group conference with anybody because, mm. you know, this is private. Who knows who's reporting? So, I mean, I have never even thought about that. Yeah. I have thought, we want to continue to have these sessions, but then parents say, well, no, no, I don't want my child. So, again, that's another example of how we're going to have to be flexible and and. and and try to meet the needs of our students and our parents uh, while still, you know, honoring confidentiality, honoring the wishes of the parents. This is a new day, and it's, and it's nothing like what we've ever seen before. So that's why I'm going to continue to emphasize flexibility and patience mm-hmm. as we kind of work through these, these, uh, these issues. Um, we, have, we have a few more moments. Uh, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Schools are the front lines for recognizing serious problems at home. How will school staff identify children in trouble or facing neglect under this new format? Yeah, obviously much more difficult. Um, but again, uh, I have tremendous faith in our teachers, our school staff, our psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, social workers, uh, guidance counselors, and they're going to be attuned. Um, part of the, the guidance that we've issued to everyone is that 
there are some signs that you should look for as you're interacting with students. And again, what we don't want to do is, is, is conflate a student that is busy taking care of siblings and, and others and not logging in as often as other students. We don't want to conflate that with, with uh, you know, signs of being deprived the opportunity to engage in that neglect. Like, so it's going to be much more difficult. But again, I think, uh, and I'm really, I'm really proud of the fact that my colleagues are still attuned to making sure our kids okay. Are they responding? And how are they responding? What are they writing about? What are they saying in the responses? Are there any signs that they're in trouble? And if there are, how do we connect them then with uh, the appropriate authorities to make sure that uh, they're, they're safe and secure? Uh, again, I'm not going to make it a panacea. It's going to be much more difficult. But uh, again, the intent and the focus on making sure that we're paying attention is what's going to allow us to have a place on it. How, how will we know if this is working? That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, the, the options are, are pretty stark. Either we just say, hey, we're out of class, and, you know, everybody just hunker down, and we'll see you whenever it's over, and tend for yourself. Or we keep on working to keep kids connected, keep teachers connected, keep learning, uh, keep the learning slides from happening, and we keep moving forward. I, you know, I think even that is a good sign that it's working. Uh, if we have kids that are able to connect, kids that are able to continue to do some very uh, powerful learning in different ways, uh, flex muscles, academic muscles that haven't flexed, yeah, and for my colleagues in the classroom to be able to teach in a very different way without the fear of, well, how is this going to impact my evaluation? No, mm. we're not even thinking about those things. This mm. is about be flexible, be creative, be innovative, try new things, be just let, leave it on the field, hmm. uh, then I think we can actually get to a place that perhaps we don't even, we haven't even thought about yet. Um, so that's, for me, we're already winning because we're, we're connecting with kids and, and we're, we're, stay, we're staying the course with our folks. So I guess we can expect this to evolve over time, and this is just the first week. But where, where can families get reliable, updated information about uh, what the school days look like, where they can get devices, where they can uh, find out the best information. So number one, stay connected with your school. Uh, I know that schools have uh, a way of, of, of staying in touch with their school communities, whatever that is. Principals and teachers are still working, and they will continue to provide information to stay connected to your school. The, the, the secondarily, though, and always good is our website, the Department of Education's website, and that's... Uh, www.schools.nyc.gov. So again, www.schools.nyc.gov. As soon as you log on, there's a landing page that has a bunch of tabs, learning at home, uh, updates on coronavirus. Every day that we send out updated guidance, it's all listed. And it goes all the way back to the first ones that we've listed. So it's going to be a good way for people to know what's happening uh, with, with uh, the coronavirus and how it affects schools. Also, they can follow uh, NYC Schools on Twitter. Uh, and then they can follow me, DOE Chancellor, on Twitter. And we're, we're pumping out information as soon as we get it as well. Well, Chancellor Richard Carranza, thank you for taking time to talk with CityWatch. This is an unprecedented situation, um, so we really thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for the opportunity. Stay safe out there. You too. Thank you very much.